0: Welcome to this edition of Monday Sermon. I'm Pastor Corey. Today is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. This is a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church in Winfield, Pennsylvania. More information about our church can be found at winfieldbaptist.com. Our fighter verse for this week are found in Acts chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. This Jesus is the cornerstone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. These two verses come in the context of Peter explaining to the Jewish religious leaders who had just arrested him that they, he and the disciples, had healed the crippled man by the name of Jesus. And now, in our two verses for today, he goes on further to explain to them the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. Jesus was rejected by them. He was rejected by men. And yet, he is the cornerstone. In verse 12, he makes the point further of his exclusivity. There is salvation in no one else. There is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. These leaders, these builders could kill him, they could mock him, they could slap him, they could drag him through the streets, crucify him, and see him sealed in the grave, but they could not stop him. The boldness of Peter and the apostles to stand up under the threat of arrest or even death as Jesus experienced did not stop them from proclaiming his name. Jesus is the plumb line. That makes the foundation of our faith solid and sure, and there is no other. As we memorize these verses, may we be reminded of the boldness of Peter's faith as he spoke them, and be encouraged to do the same. Next, let's be reminded of the sermon and text from Sunday. On Sunday, we began a new series and we looked at Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. We see in these verses, Paul's reason to celebrate over the Colossians. They had received the good news. He mentions it as the gospel. He also mentions it as the word of truth, and thirdly, as the grace of God in truth. We see how Paul has reason for celebrating by him demonstrating the three marks of Christianity, faith, hope, and love. He commends the Colossians for their faith. And he further celebrates their faith has overflowed in love for all the saints. And not only that, he ends that they're motivated by hope, hope that is secure in heaven. He goes on then to tell us how he prays for them. His desire is that they would grow in the knowledge of God's will. That is to say, that they would know how to live out their lives in light of receiving this gospel, in light of receiving this truth of God's grace. To know how to flesh out the gospel in everyday life is super important in Paul's mind for us. He ends that prayer with another aspect of knowing God's will, that being that we are to be thankful. He desires that we and the Colossians be a thankful people specifically giving thanks for God's grace in redeeming us and giving God thanks for the forgiveness of our sins. May this be a prayer for ourselves and for others. We'll end our talk today with a takeaway. The events of the last several days have been a reminder to me that life is short and death is real. The news of Queen Elizabeth's passing the remembrance of 9-11 and the death of one of our own dear members, Mary Oberlin, has been a heavy reminder of the finality of death and the short nature of life. And yet, in the midst of this heaviness, there is hope. As I think about both of these women, I am reminded of Psalm 92. The first few verses say this, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, To sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp and the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. As I think of our dear friend Mary, she was always a joyful person, happy to be in church, happy to gather with the saints, and always on the lookout for who wasn't there. But what Psalm 92 really resounds to me when I think about Queen Elizabeth and Mary is this. It says in verse 12 and following, The righteous flourish like a palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Uh, Palm trees are designed by God to withstand hurricane force gales. They can bend so far over and yet still spring back up. And the cedars of Lebanon are strong and sturdy. The righteous flourish like them. Verse 13 says, they are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the court of God. They draw near to his presence. They're encouraged by the Lord. But here is In verse 14, what is just resounding to me and something I want to aspire to be like. Verse 14 says this, They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and are green. Uh, The wittiness of Queen Elizabeth and the faithfulness of her addresses to the nation of England always incorporated most often her faith. In Jesus, she was still bearing fruit in old age. For her dear sister Mary, she was always an encouragement to those around her. She was still bearing fruit in old age. But it is the second line that I think is what I want to aspire to. They are ever full of sap and are green. Life is flowing through them even to the very end. They're encouraging, pressing forward, pointing people, and are green. Even in old age, we can have life and we can flourish and give life to those around us. Life is short, but it is good to live it to the full and press on to the very end. May we aspire to still bear fruit in old age, and be ever full of sap and green. Thanks for listening. I hope you will tune in next Monday as we continue to be encouraged by the Word. Until then, I'm Pastor Cory, and this has been an episode of Monday Sermon, a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church.